Hey guys, welcome back again to the Cut Light and Smoke podcast presented by ZealCigars.com, CigarSoapbox.com, and as always, coming to you live from sunny Arizona, and we are coming to you live from the Huddle Up Store studios, and uh, we have a special, special, special guest in today that came in last minute, literally. I just called him on the phone, and I happened to have this celebrity's uh, phone number, and uh, I was like, is there any way that you come in for a guest celebrity, you know, uh, appearance and uh, the guy started, you know, talking to me a little bit, and he was it's, really, he was really frustrated. It's the most I've ever heard you beg to get somebody to on a show. I know, you know, I mean, the guy wanted a little bit more, more money than I was willing to give, and I told him, what, what, what else could I give you? I gave you life, and so uh, <laughs> as, as a result, uh, we have my son, Camden Reith. Camden, say what's up to the people. What's up, everybody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn me up a little bit. I know I'm a little. I can barely he's gotta, hear he's myself. Overshadow us. Yeah, I know. I gotta, I gotta do something. There we go. Okay, I can hear myself a little bit better now. Um, so, uh, th- so th- this is very, very spur of the moment, uh, podcast, but my, uh, literal like concern about this whole thing is that there's a new movie coming out and I could not wait to talk about it, uh, because the movie is called nefarious. It's the very first ever release of, uh, uh, demon possession in a Hollywood produced film if you would, from maybe like a, a Christian perspective, like if you a would. Christian studio or something. Yeah, but it's but it's been like it's it has ninety seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, mm-hmm. From no, no no from the audience, not from oh, not from okay. Rotten Tomatoes, because Rotten Tomatoes is is skewed, and we've all seen that. Because there's I've watched Rotten Tomatoes ones that are like I don't know, uh, geez, you know, really great films that have like a twelve percent. You know, but the audience percentage is just like ninety seven. You know, so anything over like sixty percent on the audience, yeah, I, yeah, it's I feels really, stars, I feels yeah. really good. So, uh, I wanted to talk about this with my son because we have a history of let's just say supernatural strange activity, things, strange things are happening afoot. are afoot. Yeah. and uh, my son's also uh, uh, an aspiring author. Yes, and uh, yes, writes about some of the experiences and everything that we're going to talk to you about today. And uh, so we are going to be talking about mature subject matter for you guys listening today. And uh, it is, uh, I'll say this, I wouldn't say this is for kids. So if you have a, a child in the room listening with you, some of you guys listen to the, our, podca- our podcast with children, uh, which is fine. And I think it's great. I think we're family friendly. But there are times that I would say this stuff can actually scare you a little bit. Maybe make your kids a little uh, terrified from the stories well, we're going to tell. I think it's important that kids know know that this stuff exists. Speak up and say that again in the mic. I think it's important that kids know that this kind of stuff exists. Okay. Well, they, I mean, or otherwise they're gonna, they're just going to think that they're going crazy. Right. Which is, which is, I think, what parents will try to do sometimes when they don't really know what's going on either. Right, right. they'll be like, you know, because you see this all the time in, like, horror movies too. Like, sure. You know, uh, a table flies across the room and the dad's like, oh, it's just the wind. You know, you, <laughs> yeah, left, you, left, right. you left the window open. <laughs> right, Wife, right. What, why did you do that? You <laughs> yeah, know, and, yeah. and then they're like, oh, yeah, it's just the wind or... The house is settling, stuff like that. So it, I think it'd be, I think like if you have kids, I think it's a good idea to let them listen. Okay, well, bring them around the radio, bring them around the podcast, and we're going to get into it. So uh, the first thing I want to talk about really quick is our history with the supernatural, is our history with what's, what's going on right now. You'll get that. Um, and so what's, what's important, tell me, let, let's talk through like the very first time that you can remember um, ever actually uh, seeing or having kind of experience with supernaturals, either demonic, angelic, or anything else like that. And uh, you were raised in a Christian household. Mo- yeah. mo- mom and dad were Christians. Dad was a pastor, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I'd say rather rather a good one, if I <laughs> say so myself. Yeah. But uh, but never really fed into all that, or did you feel like we did? I mean, what, what you, you tell the story. Uh, well, 
how do I explain this? I don't think you fed into it, but you definitely made us aware that it was real. Right. And you definitely made it uh, us feel aware that, you know, this kind of stuff was real and that it wasn't like a joke. And it wasn't like a, you know, Casper the Friendly Ghost any, any, or anything like that, you know, like. Right. This isn't something that we're supposed to mess with. You know, you, you really always strongly encourage us not to do any like Ouija boards or mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Any like messing with that stuff to always stay far away from it in terms of provo- like provoking it. Right. You know, like right, right. you'd always you'd always tell us, you know, like this isn't the kind of thing you like. This isn't this isn't the kind of thing you like you know, you mess with or you like, you provoke or you, you invite into the house. You always use that word, that phrase a lot. Like don't invite any demons into this house. And I remember being a kid and saying that like I was scared and I'd be like, cause I was, I was afraid of a lot of things when I was a kid. Yeah. I was yeah. afraid of werewolves was a huge thing. <laughs> and you, you fed into that heavily. You put yeah, a silver spoon under my bed. Bro, you like hiding, <laughs> you like hiding when the full yeah. moon comes and out. Bro. Like, yeah. And he, no, he'd put it like a silver spoon on my, it didn't help my bed face the window too. Know, <laughs> that faced the woods in right, Ohio. Right. Right. That, that the, moon, oh yeah, Ohio's creepy. Yeah. That yeah. the moon also shone, shone through. So it didn't, right, right, didn't right. help at all. But yeah, yeah. I think it was, it was always the sort of, demonic and uh spiritual warfare side of things that mm-hmm. you always very did um like warn us about mm-hmm. and like you didn't you didn't scare us but i think it was like a healthy dose of fear being like hey you should be careful can i ask a question when was the very first time that you experienced anything that you would say was demonic i i remember the first time i did but I remember, because you know Savannah. Yeah, my daughter. Do- yeah, your, your sister. My, my, my older, daughter. my older sister. Yeah, yeah everyone, you, you know every, Savannah. You know, you know about her. Savannah. Yeah, yeah you, you know Savannah. about her. Yeah. Well, she had a she had a story from when she was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, this is when I was like a baby. I remember the story, and I think pretty... this is important to talk about because right. be, I was alive, and it, it does have to do with me. Mm-hmm. But I think because she really described it in a lot of like terrifying detail. Mm-hmm. And I did, do you mind if I tell that story right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to get a picture of you as, as we do for the podcast. This is, this is like the earliest that, right, right. you know, I can I can think of. Mm-hmm. Let me pose for this. Okay, <laughs> okay go ahead. That was good. Um, okay, so Savannah told me that one night, and this was, what was this, the Salem Roadhouse? Yes, it was the Salem, Salem Road. Salem Roadhouse. Yep. Yeah. There's your first mistake. I yeah. know Salem Road. <laughs> Ohio. Ohio. Yeah. Salem. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah, you're already screwed. <laughs> and she, I, I remember she told me that, like, uh, she woke up one night and she could hear, I guess, like, rustling outside of her door. And her door was closed. And I think she slept alone. Mm-hmm. In her own room, I think I had my own room too. Yeah, you both had your own room, and there were, we we had a Cape Cod, and so we had two bedrooms upstairs, and then downstairs were mom was, and I's bedroom, yeah. and uh, then we had the, the basic living room, and then downstairs was the basement. So like uh, at the end of the hallway, there was two rooms. I think it was me and Savannah's, mm-hmm. correct? And um, it was just it was a hallway that led to the end of the hallway. It at was, the top of the stairs was was a little bitty hallway, and yeah. on your left, you were on the left, and Savannah was on the right. You're right, yeah. Yep. And I remember Savannah. Savannah said that she. Um, she got out of bed and she walked over to the door and she opened the door and she saw what she described as a nine foot tall. Um, no, no, it wasn't nine foot tall. It was like, she said like seven feet. Big. It was big. Big. Yeah. It was definitely bigger than her and definitely bigger than a normal person. Uh-huh. And she said it resembled a sort of like werewolf creature, like a, like a, like a wolf man. Mm-hmm. And he, she said that its skin was translucent and that its, its bones were glowing green. And she said that this thing was trying to get into my room. 
and that it, it was like rustling with the door trying to get it open and mm. she she said that she was so terrified that she didn't she didn't know what to say at first and then she said that it didn't pay attention at, to her at all until she said like she she well she, at first she closed the door and she she went back to her bed to like kind of so like understand you, how old were you at this point were you i, I think mean, i was like one or you, two you could have been more three, two because you're three years older than me yeah, Savannah's three years. So Savannah must have been five or six. Yeah, five or six. And you must have been two. Two. Yeah, yeah. two or three. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I was in my crib and the door was closed. And I think the most interesting part about the story is that the demon couldn't get into my room, which is odd because, you know, you know, as, as you know, demons can basically do whatever they want. You know, a wall, a wall or a door is not going to stop them. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't. I like to use this phrase when I talk about demons is I don't think they live in the third dimension. And they live, they're very fourth dimensional mm-hmm. beings and which is something that we can't comprehend. Mm-hmm. And what fourth dimensional being means that if like, like as we live in the third dimension, if you looked at a cube, uh, you can only, as, as it appears to you, you only see a square, right? Cause you can't see the size of it or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A fourth dimensional being would be able to see through things, around things, uh, behind things. And as third dimensional beings, we can't see. I'll understand that or comprehend that. Sure. Which is strange, which makes which makes this even stranger because the demon couldn't get into my room. She said it was wrestling with my with my door and it couldn't get in. And so out of fear, I think, and this is this is the most Savannah thing I've ever heard. She she says, Hi Mr. Monster like that. And she said that when she said this, it stopped and it turned to her and it snarled at her. And so she she like yelped and she ran back into her room. And um then she had this idea. She told she she had this idea to run past the monster, and she was going to go downstairs and tell you and you and mom like mm-hmm. what was going on. And uh, so she opened the door one last time. She picked the door open and she saw it was still trying to get in. And so she made a run for it. She ran past it and she ran all the way down the stairs to get you and mom. I think she just got mom mm-hmm. and mom ran upstairs and uh, mom didn't see anything. There was nothing there. And um, that that was the f- that was the earliest thing that I can. That's remember. the first time I've remember. heard that story in that detail. Yeah, and Savannah yeah. Savannah hasn't really experienced that much. And, so, and this is important because first off, of any of my kids, Savannah's not the liar. She's, yeah, she's, she's definitely she's the yeah. she's the truth teller to a to a T. Yeah, she's um, the, yeah. And so for Savannah to say something like that definitely tells you that she's she's you know obviously saw that and believed that she saw that. And, and it can I don't think it could be it could be because I've heard Savannah say that. Like maybe it was sleep paralysis, and yeah. but then she was like, "Oh wait, but I wasn't asleep. You know, I was able to run past." Yeah, the, and Savannah the recalls that recalls that in that detail to this day. Right. Yeah. You know, and if you're five you or six, like you can remember things pretty. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I remember things when I was five and six. And of course, you remember yeah. something like that. It's that's right, terrifying, right. you know. <laughs> so from from that point on, um, and a lot of stuff from what I what I remember about us, I'm gonna tell our story a little bit, and I want you to fill in the gaps where you feel like. Yeah. There's things that you were like, okay, so so you, that's something Savannah saw, but that's not something that you experienced necessarily. No, no. So when's the very first time that you experienced something that you would call like maybe demonic activity, you know, in the house or anything else like that? Because we came from there to Phoenix, Arizona, mm-hmm. you know, and when we were here in Phoenix, Arizona, uh, that was probably the first time. It really started when we moved here. Yeah, that's the first time I remember things really happening with myself, like sleep paralysis, seeing things i experienced sleep paralysis once when we were in ohio okay, okay. and it, it was it wasn't crazy or anything i didn't see like mm-hmm. a giant spider or anything um i was just laying in my bed and you know how my bed it we changed around my room a lot like we'd we'd move my bed around and 
my dresser around and uh, there was this one time we moved my bed so that it faced the door and the door, you know, outside the door was a long hallway, very similar to the Salem Roadhouse. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was laying down in my bed and I remember I woke up and I was around like six or seven and I woke up and I, I looked at the door. I couldn't move and I was terrified because I couldn't move and it was hard to breathe. I mm. thought I was having an asthma attack because, you know, my asthma was really bad right, right, at, that, right. at that time. And I remember I looked at the door and the door was wide open. And I don't usually leave my – I actually did usually leave my door open because I like mm. to hear you and mom doing dishes outside because right, it made right. me feel safe. safe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I remember I've, I've always been like that ever since I was like a little kid. And I remember I saw the – and our, our, our hallway light was not very bright at all. It was, it was actually pretty dim. And, but I remember, and it wasn't orange because I remember a orange light slowly making its way down the hallway as if someone was holding a lantern. And it was like an orange, almost friendly, almost friendly light moving down the hallway, but a very eerie, eerie orange. And it reaches my door and it's as if it was hiding behind my line of sight. And all I remember is a black kind of like a, almost a gloved black hand slowly reach its reach its uh reach around the door frame i couldn't see like put its hand on the door frame yeah i yeah. couldn't see what it was attached to mm -hmm. i didn't see any body um all i remember is this is blacked this black uh hand just reach around and, and grip the door frame um and then all of a sudden it, it you know how like sometimes you sleepwalk and mm -hmm. it overlaps with reality right and right. all of a sudden that orange light in the hand started to fade away and disappear and all of a sudden i was left with just the empty hallway and I, I sat up in my bed, and all of a sudden I could have control over my body again. Um, and I remember I was awake the whole time, and I just saw this kind of thing fade. And um, almost like going under for anesthesia. Okay. You know okay. how, like, because yeah, when yeah. I got my wisdom teeth taken out, I remember the world <laughs> melting away. Right, That's right. What it, that when I went under. That's what it was like. Okay. And so that was, that was sleep paralysis. And then one night, uh, one night I, uh, I woke up. And this was how old were you? Yeah, this was this is probably a year before we moved back to Arizona. Okay, so we're in Ohio now. So we're in Ohio. We're in Dublin. We're in Dublin. Okay, and it was probably a year before we moved. Now Canada. Dublin. So things just to tell you that the history, you would think that things weird things all the weird stuff would happen in Dublin, but it really didn't. Well, for me it did. Oh, for yeah. me, so so yeah, Ohio is a creepy place. Yeah, like, so when yeah. I so we came to we moved from Phoenix and to we lived here, right next to a park too. We did, and it was a creepy park. Yeah. So so but here's the thing. Um, and it is literally if you went to that park at night, it's, it's like a horror it's, story. It's crazy. It's terrifying. Right, right, right. Um, the 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 crazier part for me was when when you in in Dublin in particular, there was lots of crazy crap that happened with me. Um, everything from what we call the bowling ball demon that would drop at three thirty in the morning. I don't we, remember that. That's yeah, see, thing. nobody nobody heard that but myself. And then mom and the girls woke up one night and heard it. Yeah. Um, we had the elders of the church come over and pray over the house because of. Uh, there'd be things where I'd be laying down in bed and um, things would hit me in the head. Uh, my, my, I felt I, was, I had sleep paralysis all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, all these things were, were just happening. Um, I saw in, in Dublin, you had told me a story about seeing a wolf man running around downstairs yeah. in the basement. I did? Yeah, you did. You told me like, I didn't want to go down there. That's where the TV was. Uh, you didn't want to go down there because you, you saw something running around. And you, you drew it out for me. And I was like... 
Oh my gosh, I have a Mountain League Steel trap. I'll never forget that. I don't Is remember that true? That. I don't remember that. You don't remember seeing that? I don't remember me telling you about that, but I have a memory of that. I don't oh remember, yeah, I don't remember telling you about it though. Yeah, you told me the whole thing. I wrote it down and everything. Hmm. Yeah. So this, I, 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 the reason why I'm bringing this all, all this up, guys, is because this new movie coming out, and there's been so much from from the popular media about demonic possession, about exorcism, and everything else like that. Just in the last like year, I mean, they've released like four or five. Like the the Pope's exorcist is a big one with Russell Crowe, yeah. which people are like super, super like this is this is like a demonic movie, and I'm like, really, you I know? know I, mean, that, I I feel like the whole I'm a huge movie buff. You are. Like, I yeah, love he's movies. a big movie guy. Yeah, I'm yeah. a huge, just kind of like popular media kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, uh, kind of guy. And I'm really kind of over the whole like exorcism trope, where each movie is kind of the same. Mm-hmm. You know, it's exorcism. There's not really a lot you can do with that. You mm-hmm. know, that people you can't. It's just a bunch of movies of people kind of like reinventing the wheel. Right, you right. know, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we have this exorcist, and he's the best exorcist in, in the sector or whatever. And he's the best exorcist in the church." Well, what's interesting about the the nefarious movie that's coming out? It's first off, when they filmed the movie, there were several things that happened on set that's that are unexplainable. Now right. that's not un, that's not unheard of when you're making a spiritually charged like, movie. Like the Passion of the Christ. Yeah, where Jim yeah. Caviezel gets struck by lightning on the cross like, yeah. twice. Twice, yeah, yeah. So like. Things like that happen, and those things happening are, are obviously, you know, shocking. And you're like, what is that? What's mm-hmm. that have to do with anything? Um, but here's the here's the bigger part about it. So in in Dublin, when you told me about that, the, the, the spiritual experience that I had in Dublin as far as, like, ramping everything up, and I was planning a church there and everything else like that, um, it was the most that I'd ever seen. Now, um, in Dublin, you said you had another experience that you want to talk about? Yeah, because I want to get this to is the thing about this experience specifically. I always, I always feel very um, controversial about it. Okay, all right. Because I don't, you know, one of those memories where you have it, but you don't know if it was real or not. Okay, yeah, sure. But I remember, I'll just tell the story. So okay. I, I remember getting out of my bed one night, mm-hmm. and weird, there was something very strange that happened with my legs one night where I woke up and I couldn't feel my legs at all. Mm-hmm. I had to crawl to the bathroom because mm-hmm. they hurt so bad. And I'm pretty sure they were just numb. Like That pins, happens pins, a lot. That happens a lot to kids, yeah. Pins yeah, yeah, and needles. Yeah. Um, but I remember one night I uh, I got out of my bed to go to the bathroom. And I I went to the bathroom and we had a small bathroom. It was like, even for a kid, it was pretty small. It was tiny. Yeah. It was tiny. And I remember well, we had a big mirror that stretched across the wall. Oh, yeah. And I remember... I did my business, and then I, I started washing my hands, and I looked up, and I saw next to me was this figure. You've told me this. This, this dark figure that yeah. was the same height as me, yeah. same height as me, um, completely black, no facial features whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, it was completely black, and in the mirror, it was standing right next to me. Mm-hmm. And I only saw it for a split second mm-hmm. until I fell backwards in fear, and I, I looked up in the mirror, and it was gone. There was mm-hmm. nothing there. And I, it freaked me out. And I remember seeing this, this figure standing next to me. And I remember seeing the outline of horns on the side of its head. And it, it was as if it was mocking me. That's what it felt like. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I just remember seeing this. And I remember going back to bed. And I never saw anything like that again. I never saw any sort of entity. Mm-hmm. Well, 
later I did one 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 other time mm-hmm. very very much later mm-hmm. um I, that was the only time I that was the only time until like very later on that I saw an entity and I don't I'm not even sure that I saw it that's the thing well the the thing that people are going to be asking as they listen to this is they're going to be asking two questions are you sure that's what happened because it sounds like you were maybe asleep or you right, know, that's the like that. thing. Yeah, like yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe it was just a dream. Uh, or people would ask, "Why did it happen? You know, is there some kind of cosmic reason why this happened? Is this God? Is God allowing this? Is I mean, your dad's a pastor. Why would that happen to your dad? You know, right. things like that." So, let's get to something really quick and fast forward to just recently, mm-hmm. to where like it's undisputable because everybody in the whole house experienced it. Yeah. And so at one point, Camden and I were sitting at the at the table. <laughs> this was weird. This this was this was this is I think the most undisputed. Yeah thing that I don't, have any, I don't have any Nobody explanation does. for this well, i think i think well, other than the, the demonic, demonic activity. yeah, 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 yeah right. i think the last time you told this one was when luna was on and he was talking about ghost hunting right right yeah so this is so cam and i were talking at the table we were talking about a, we we're a spiritual conversation and this where, happened twice yes the first time was both both times was crazy so yeah. the first time was more shocking i think than the second second one i just thought we're getting we're kind of getting used to whatever this is you know so right the the first time Cam was Cam was talking to me about how some of his friends were asking him about God and different questions about God and everything like that. So it was a spiritual charge conversation. Penny, who's our two hundred pound English Mastiff, was sitting in between us in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I remember this very very distinctly because as we're talking about it in the kitchen, a huge one of our large drawers that held all of our silverware shot out, and all the silverware like shh, like that. Yeah. And Penny jumped up right Penny away. Jumped up, yeah. And I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" And at was first, that? we thought it was Madeline. Yeah, that I, was like I thought you set me up. I, yeah, you I, thought I, she was hiding in the cabinet, pushing she, yeah, the drawer. I thought out. she was hiding in the cabinet. She was because you know the 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 counter wrapped around, so mm-hmm. from the table you couldn't see if anyone was behind the counter. Right. Um. So, so you were like, you're like, come on, get it. Don't be joking. I'm like, I swear, I'm I didn't do anything. I don't right. know what's going on. Right. Right. So I got I get up and I go over to investigate and I'm looking around. There's, Madeline's not there, and you would have been able to see Madeline right, creep right. out because there's no way she could have left without yeah showing herself because the 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 exit was like well, what's even weirder is, is that three seconds later Madeline comes down the hall. Hey guys, the hallway. Yeah, and I was like, what? Yeah. And I I'm looking around and the the drawer was out completely and right. Um, and I started looking for any logical explanation, like maybe just a, Penny grabbed it, but she doesn't. She wouldn't do that. She, 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 she can't do that. Yeah, she's sitting there next to us. Yeah. So, so that and then that happened again, very similar, the exact same way. Penny wasn't there, I think, the second time. Yeah. But I think that um, Penny's our, our our English master. I was telling you about. Uh, so what what's what's fascinating about all this is I, I say all this because you know I'm sure that you guys have had situations like this. JB's told me some situations and everything else like that, but. This new movie coming out now wants to explain kind of from a from a biblical worldview of like what's going on. And so what I hear in this movie, which is really interesting, is that the, the movie set up where there's a guy who's an inmate who's a serial killer and he is uh, being interviewed by a lawyer who's supposed to, rep, you know, supposed to represent him. He says, I want to I want to talk with with Edward. And immediately the guy's like, he's not here. You know, and, uh, you know, this isn't Edward, and I, I guess his nickname's Nefarious or something like that. Mm-hmm. Because they're, oh, they're many. Yeah, 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 I have seen that. So I, this I did is, see the trailer, yeah. This is a a really, 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 and, it, and they go into everything about what demons want us to believe about them, almost like the screw tape letters from C.S. Lewis, right. you know, if you would. So they go into, like, what demons want, to, want us to believe about them and so on and so forth. So I, I guess one of my questions would be, just as a cursory overview, even of your generation, when when people think about like spiritual things and demonic activity, is that something that your your generation? I mean, you're 19 years old. You know, if I say you know 
18 to 25 year olds mm-hmm. do they do they think that stuff anymore do they think that's real or do they think yeah it's- i think more now than ever i'm not really gonna, i'm not gonna lie yeah okay and I think it's do they think it's de- demonic or do they think it's I, yeah, I think spiritual? They, I think it's I think they think it's both because okay. I don't th- I think they think it's demonic and spiritual, but detached from any uh, religion like that. Okay, like that's from, why I asked yeah, it the way I asked it. Exactly. Okay. okay. So okay. I don't think they I don't think they uh, they associate with, it with demons and with angels, God or okay. angels or anything like that. Mm. I don't think they associate with some spiritual war mm-hmm. going on. Mm. Um, so how do they how do they okay. s- explain it? Um, what do they explain it as? They explain it as just, you know, like, I, I guess it's the same way as some people think that there's an afterlife without, you know, without any religious background to it. Mm-hmm. You know, like if, if like there's an afterlife, like, like you didn't move on. So your right, soul, your right, soul is exactly. stuck here. Right. Mm-hmm. And, okay. Or they think that demons are just maybe angry souls, that angry souls, like on. angry or okay. like some people I have because a friend of mine, uh, Ava, she, mm-hmm. she told me that she's like, she thinks that like demons are like. These these creatures that are, are just they live in like this is something that like people really do think and I I've always thought about this idea that you know fourth dimensional beings stuff mm-hmm. like that because you know what would we understand from from a fourth dimensional being and well we wouldn't I don't think we would at all exactly I, I and think most people don't even <laughs> and you got to think I'm not going to start explaining it but most right. people have no clue how to even grasp a fourth dimension and I'm I, I'm trying I was trying to put it in the perspective of like what would you know what would an ant understand from yeah uh, from a human being able to just walk around what they view as their entire city what their mm-hmm. entire world you know right. and then in that sense what would an ant understand from new york city yeah. you know they would just see it as just a sprawling universe you so, know so i guess in in that in that regard um not trying to turn this into a debate but one of my questions would be um how come with every exorcism or with any time something demonic happens when the name of Jesus is brought into it, the demon in every single one, every single time acts out. submits. I don't, Sub- I don't know. I submits and acts out. Right. I mean, it's, like, it's probably, yeah. um, I've, I've heard different, different, uh, arguments from both. Obviously the, I'd love to hear, I'd love the, to hear the, the spiritual arguments. side of it where they're like, yeah, this is, it's about this, Jesus. This is about so Jesus. The, or, what's the other side of that though? Or maybe the other side, there's like, there's two other things that I've heard there where one, um, the person's faking it and they've been scripted to, react that way when oh, they hear the name sure, Jesus, sure, sure. which I'm sure which has happened. Possible. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously. There's people who are lunatics. People, people that, yeah. love to cheese it up for the camera. And 100%. I've seen, I've yeah. seen, I've seen tons of, I've seen, I saw this video online of just one, 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 uh, example of how people do things like this, where a pastor at a, at a big mega church, he was, mm-hmm. he was, uh, healing, healing people in the name of, you know, Jesus and, uh, the people that were testing him, they they tuned into the radio, and they found that um, they found on a radio frequency that one of his uh, assistants were feeding him information about information about people in the crowd, and, oh, uh, and, and through okay. pa- through prayer cards that these people have sure. have have sure. given have submitted, yeah. and so he was like, so like he'd be like, you you know Judith, um, yeah, and then yeah. the lady on the on the radio would be like. Right, she, uh, her kid just died last week, and he's right, like, right, "Your right. kid died last week," and everyone's like, "Whoa, how did you know that?" Right, right. right. And I think that that could definitely be one of the things that mm-hmm. happen where they're scripted to react that way when they hear the name Jesus. Sure. And another thing that I've heard is, uh, apart from the spiritual side mm-hmm. of it, is um, people who uh, 
maybe people who with uh, like a mental illness, like schizophrenia, mm-hmm. or oh, so, yeah. something multiple like personality well, disorder. They they yeah. it's sort of a like associative a di- associative di- identity disorder. Right. Yes. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And they they it's like a trigger or like a like a placebo where they they feel like that name. It, 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 they feel they feel that name holds power uh, over changing them or, or, or switching their personalities or something like that, mm-hmm. and um, that's that's another argument that I've heard where maybe that that they they believe that if they heard that name, that you know, that name could cause them discomfort. Sure, because they do believe that they're possessed by a demon. Sure, so that's another argument that I've heard. Oh, a hundred percent. Like I fully, I think I think all that does. I think happen. all that does happen. I hundred percent believe that. Uh, so I've only I've, I've I've in my time in ministry and I, I was a pastor for twenty years, youth, college, and senior pastor. Mm-hmm. So I've been kind of the gambit of of that ministry, and you've been with me during that time, right? Yeah. Uh, so a couple things I, I want to ask from you. This is I and I didn't tell you I was going to ask this, but I'll t- tell you. Could you, in good faith, say that your dad as a pastor was an honorable pastor? Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Would, would you say that? I mean, because you don't have to. I mean, you could you could tell whatever you want. You're. 19 I can't stop you right um uh was there ever time that I uh purposely hammed up anything for the sake of demonic activity or anything like that okay so was there in fact you often told us you know don't worry about it or just ignore it yeah just ignore yeah don't be afraid of it you know like don't don't give don't don't give give into fear don't give into fear first john you know one nine you know perfect you never chased it up you were never like guys right you you weren't like like a of those guys ghost adventures no where no. they're like are there any spirits here tonight no. that would like to communicate <laughs> with us you know i don't think you should talk to demons yeah yeah and yeah, you never yeah. you never did that you always told us that like hey don't do that it's right. weird right right um that's that's just inviting bad so spirits in your in the house there's been three instances that i've seen things as of recently one one we had the very last demonic i would say weird spiritual experience that we had mm-hmm. was when we moved into our most recent house that we have and so I don't know if you remember this. It was, a, it was the very first night that we spent the night there, and you and I are sleeping in the same room, and we're we just had mattresses on the floor. Remember that? And and there was a dream that happened, and we had the same dream about somebody giving us a sword, you know. And and I woke up. I woke up going, Camden, Camden, Camden. Did you hear that? And and you woke up like, yeah, yeah. And we talked about a woman and a sword. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you do. You remember this at all? I remember this, but I don't remember having a dream because I don't remember all my dreams. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. I I remember because I remember I said, "Did you? Did you?" Because a voice literally told me, "Give him the sword," and I was like, yeah. "Give him the what is that?" You know, I'm thinking like, "Is it the Bible? The sword of the Spirit? What is that?" They get the same right. thing. So that that's that's one, that's the last time anything super kind of creepy, like supernatural. Well, we were, very recently I heard knocking on my wall, but I'm pretty sure it was woodpecker. just a woodpecker. That's a woodpecker. That freaked me out. I was yeah. like, oh it's God. creepy. It's yeah. creepy. But it's a total woodpecker. Yeah. yeah. When I, when, if you heard that, you took a video of it. Yeah. I you took should. a video. It was like, da, 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 da. right, right, right. So it's a total, it's a total. Every, all my friends told me, yeah, bro, that's just a woodpecker. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Uh. <laughs> but, um, but let's say that the very last thing I think that, that, um, th- there's three things that happen. That that I that I haven't told you about that I think I wanted to tell you about and get your get your opinion on right. one I think the first time I ever saw somebody who was demonically possessed was in a youth group that I was in and I was an intern of um, back in Ohio in Milford and this young man uh, one of the elders of the church had a small group and they believed that he was demon possessed and when we met with him uh, he was incredibly calm there was no like crazy yeah. flashy like no lights went off nothing mm-hmm. like that. Um, 
of which we have both seen lights flicker and so on and so forth, which that could be electrical, but we've also seen things slam and open that you can't explain. Right. For no, there's no like explanation for it. Um, so there's that. Uh, the, 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 other, the other thing was um, back here, right in here in this, in this warehouse, there's a guy named Brandon Luna who, was a, who used to be a ghost hunter and now he's a cigar rep. And he's like, hey, I want to get back here and I want to do a spirit box back here. Which, if you know anything about me, I'm not. You don't pro- like. I don't like any of that stuff. I don't want to do any yeah. of that stuff. I think it's bad juju, and you don't don't mess with it. And yeah, you know, I think there's a god and there's a devil. Was it the one where it shuffles through this radio station? <laughs> yes, like that. Well, it's the, it can be anything. Yeah, right? it could be the radio. So this is what he. So this is what he did. So he's sitting there with, at the studio right there, right? He's mm-hmm. doing that. I don't know what he's doing. I'm in there actually talking to somebody else. I come back here and he's got the spirit box on and he starts talking to whatever's here because he believes something's in here. Mm -hmm. And he says, I want you to know this family um, here is a good family. You can leave them alone. They mean, you no harm. They're good people. They're Christian people. Blah, blah. He's talking to the spirits. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We don't do that. And so on and so forth. And as sure as day, I'm going to tell you this, what I heard. I sure, I didn't tell you this. I want to wait for this moment. (laughs) As sure as day, I heard family, wreath just like that what? didn't say wreath at all said family wreath just like that i heard it on the on the thing he didn't say it he's like did you i'm like 100 heard that 100 heard family and heard wreath did you hear the same were you there when luna you? i wasn't here when okay. he did that okay, but yeah, yeah. um i heard everybody talking about it he, that was here he, he said family and how many said, people heard it like, uh, him and him and i and a bunch of other people were like i think there was like really, two or three four there was yeah. like three yeah, oh, yeah, family really? and read. And I was like, I was like, okay, I'm done. Good, turn it off. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's weird. So here, the reason I say that is because, uh, and it corresponds with this. Um, this this I have no context for this, and I've told you this before. When I met those two guys that watched our show that came in, and they were both former pastors, and they were both ghost hunters. Remember this story? I don't know. Did I ever tell you this story? No. Oh, you. I don't know if no, you, you didn't. Tell so, me this, so this is even crazier. So the guys will they'll listen to the podcast because they email me from time to time. So if you guys are out there, I'm sorry I forget your names. They came in one time. They were like, "Hey, we're big, we're big fans of your show and stuff like that." I'm like, "Thanks, man." So they're smoking cigars, and then they came in a second time, and they were from out of town. They were like from. Tennessee. Okay, I may not have been here the second time they came yeah, in. This might have been when I was still part time or something. It may have been. Uh, and they came in in the morning, and it was like a oh, this you did tell me about a this, Saturday, yeah. and they're like, yeah. "Hey, can we have some time with you?" And I said, "Sure." And so we started talking, and they said, well, we're former ghost hunters. And I'm like, so you were pastors and you're ghost hunters. How does that work out? So as they were talking about this, this is what's interesting. When they would go into these so, so-called haunted houses, they would use, they, they, how do you say, they invented a certain type of spirit box, which is like a double-blind spirit box, where they had, they would ask certain entities questions, which I told them, I said, you shouldn't do that at all. You should not do that at all. But just they reached out to certain right. entities. So just so everyone understands this, I am not pro spirit box. I don't think this is a good idea or anything like that. I do not. Do, do I have any of this stuff at home? No, no I don't do any no. of this stuff. No, 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 no. I don't have Ouija boards. I don't allow anything in my house. I think is automatically yeah. demonic. <laughs> I just don't. And so as a result of all this, um, I'm sitting there like, how do we? How do I handle this? What do I do? And uh, is everything going to be okay? And these guys tell me they go in this haunted house, and as they're talking, uh, they they invent this double blind spirit box where one guy has headphones on listening to music, and the other guy's asking the question on the spirit box, so the other guy can't hear what's going on. Right. And he can only hear it if the mu- if something happened in the music. 
Oh yeah, the music stops and then it plays the through the spirit box. I do remember hearing yes. about that. And he, he somehow they, they they did this whole yeah. thing. And so as they're asking these spirits and stuff, this guy who's listening to music is going, Charlene, nine years old, murdered. And it's the same thing that's happening on the spirit box. And he's in another room. And he's just saying these things into a mm. microphone. Yeah. So so it's like a double blind thing. What they started finding out is that these were somehow there was a main demon down there holding all Where these, was this? Again? It, it was like Indiana, I think. Um, there was a main demon holding down a majority of these these spirits, you know, that were that they said were meant to go to heaven. And these people had never heard the gospel, never heard who Jesus was. And they started talking to them about who Jesus was, and all of them came to Christ and would go to heaven, like as they were talking. So that's like the unfinished business kind of stuff, so, right? So here's the thing. First off, that racks my theology because that I don't doesn't believe, make any sense. Yeah. Exactly. I don't believe in, that in makes sense. In terms of the theology that it, you well, and I know. Uh, well, well, so just real quick, though, right. the, the abridged version. What yes. does your theology say about people that never hear the word or learn of the word of Christ and then pass away? Okay. So, so the Bible's really clear that um, you're, you're judged according to what you know. So Correct. like everyone who comes to me with this idea, like what if they never heard about Jesus and they were in Zimbabwe and blah, blah, right. blah. Uh, God judges them according to what they know. And if you are searching, and we believe this about the gospel, if you're searching for Jesus, he'll reveal himself to you. And we've seen this happen in multiple tribes, multiple places that the gospel's never gone and missionaries come there and they already got a church there. Because these people wanted to know who God was. And it, it says in Scripture that creation reveals the creator. Meaning, like, you look at creation. It doesn't mean salvifically you understand who he is. But then God can give you a dream, talk about, like, how to find a Bible. and everything. It, it, God can do it. You see it in the beauty of the oh, way that a flower grows, it, right? It, yeah, it's yeah. incredible. You can't look at—I mean, here's the thing, dude. You can't. It's hard to look at creation and say it's not somebody who designed this. You know, it's, uh, creation is beautiful. Everything from the, the body of a woman— all the way to like the Grand Canyon. I mean, it's just beautiful, mm -hmm. right? And how we're put together as human beings, if just one little piece of us is off, I mean, you could have some major disease or you could die. If one little thing's off in your in your gut even, like if, if your intestines start bleeding, it'll bleed out and you'll kill you. So it's amazing how like we're put together that way. So all these guys were telling me this stuff and I, I told them and I said, so I have no contextual idea how you're going to, how do you contextualize this as a, as a Christian? You know, where, where like these people are, you know, these spirits are saying they're, they're, they're people that don't know Jesus. And when they did, they understood the gospel. And this demon started getting more and more angry and aggressive during the whole thing. So they told me this whole story, and it kept going and going and going. And I said, uh, how do you contextualize this then, man? I mean, I need to know how you theolo theologically understand this. He goes, we don't know. That's what we were asking you about. So they knew that a demon was holding people down there. Yeah, they asked, they asked the they asked the spirits that they're talking this was, to. This was through the double blind, uh, right? Box, yes. right, boxes. right, right. Okay. This whole conversation was, uh, and they have videos about this out, out there. By the way, there's videos on 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 the internet about what they've done, um, which is interesting. So here's here's the reason I say all of this is that I think one of the things that is is true about the devil is he's he's the author of chaos, and I think God is the, is the author of order, and I think when you have chaos. While it might seem fun and maybe even scary and a little bit of a thrill, it can really throw you for a loop. And I think that they were literally treading where only angels tread. And if you try to understand all those aspects of it, there's things that we can't understand because mm -hmm. we're human beings. you know. And so what I wanted this to be was actually a, an intro into a part two of how we deal with spiritual warfare now you know, and what that looks like now in today's age and how Hollywood is telling us 
uh, what they believe about demons. And so what, what I want to do is have Kim back next week, and I want you to talk about the movies that we see today and what they're saying is true about Satan, mm-hmm. hell, demons, things like that, and say, what, it, what is Hollywood trying to preach to your generation that you're like, okay, yeah, this is what my generation's being fed and, and think, versus what traditional Christian worldview things would be. Mm-hmm. And, and what are things that your generation's maybe drinking in going, man, I, yeah, this is probably good, versus like, man, there could be something very, very evil attached to this. Right. For example, have you ever known any of your friends ever play with a Ouija board? Yeah, I was. Well, I was. I was worried to tell you this when I was younger. You did, didn't you? I yeah. Oh my god. Well, now What's that I'm an adult, well, now, now you know why it's all been going on. Know, it's all his freaking fault. Oh no, 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 no. Well, <laughs> well, when I was. So here's what I want. Do you mind if I tell you this story? I want to save it for the part two. Okay. I want to save part two. All right. So I want you guys to stick in, stick in here because next week Camden's going to be on the podcast. We're going to talk about you know demons and demonology and what the world thinks about you know, the spiritual side of life next week with Camden. And he's going to tell the story about the first time that he experienced a Ouija board. And I'll tell you about the first time I experienced that before I was a Christian and had a dad who was a pastor told him not to play with it. So (laughs) I I never did, but I'm pretty sure my sister did. Right, 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 right. Well, guys, thank you guys so much for listening to the the Cut Light and Smoke podcast. Again, big round of applause for my son, Camden David. I I would hit the button, but I don't remember which one it is. I know. Oh, that's the right one. Oh, I know some of the buttons. There we go. There we go. <laughs> okay. Well, guys, thank you guys so much for listening to the Cut Line Smoke podcast presented by ZillCigars.com. ZillCigars, go to ZillCigars.com for the Red Sage, the new Corojo that we just released. If you've not had it yet, you definitely want to check it out. So with that said, guys, we are out of here like last year. Peace. I started that high instead of bringing it in low, but that's how it's going to go. Okay.